and welcome back to the Project Stanley Podcast presented by NHL Prospect Center. I'm your host, Aaron Riccio. I'm the CEO and co-founder of the business. And for those of you who may not be familiar, Project Stanley is a CBA-compliant salary cap management software that's built specifically for front office personnel in the National Hockey League. This podcast is presented by NHL Prospect Center. NHL Prospect Center is the league's best resource devoted towards covering hockey's future. They have clips, highlights, movement of all the top prospects in the game today, and they're powered by Instat, so you know the data behind it is pretty darn good. They also have 35,000 followers on Instagram, so they've gained a ton of traction already. Would highly recommend anybody to check this out and give it a follow. So in this episode, we spoke with Mark Lavin, and Mark's currently the assistant general manager of the Sarnia Sting of the OHL. And, you know, most of the conversation was talking about his background, talking about his role, um, which, you know, provide a, a pretty cool perspective on things. One of the things that was super unique was listening to Mark talk about the CHL import draft. And, you know, I feel like there's, there's such this cloud around how it operates. Um, and, you know, Sarnia has had, you know, some success with it in the past with players like Pavel Zaka. So it was interesting to hear, um, you know, that process of trying to bring international players over to the program. Yeah. And Mark's been with the team for nearly 20 years now. And so it's interesting to hear about how his role has evolved with the team, but also how the overall organization has just grown immensely throughout his time with the team. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you there. Let's just go ahead and let's just jump into it. Mark Lavin, assistant GM of the Sarnia Sting in the Ontario Hockey League. All right, Mark, thank you again. This is, this is really great. We're excited to have you on here. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I guess can we really just start off with the basics and, and hear a little bit more about your background? Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I've been with the Sting for, uh, for quite a while now. Um, I actually, uh, I mean, I, I was involved in hockey all my life, um, uh, you know, as, as a player and, and as a fan, um, my, my hockey career was, uh, was less than illustrious, but, uh, I, I, I grew up around the game, um, you know, it come from a hockey family and a hockey background. So, um, I actually, I went to Lambton college here in Sarnia for, uh, in a sport management program. Uh, interned for a couple of years with the Sting and, um, you know, and, and then actually under uh, a gentleman by the name of Jim McKellar, who's a, a scout with the Chicago Blackhawks now. And, um, and, and after my second year of interning with the team, um, you know, I was fortunate enough that uh, Jim actually uh, had another opportunity with another organization and it was kind of right place at the right time. Uh, and I was originally hired as the marketing and public relations coordinator with the team. And, um, and, 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 and so basically I, I've worn a lot of different hats, uh, with the team and, and just kind of started out at that level. And, and just kind of, as things progressed through the years, uh, worked my way more so into the hockey, uh, hockey management side of it. And so as far as kind of the, the day to day, are you solely focused on hockey operations now? Um, yeah, for the, for the most part, I work, um, our, our, we have a new general manager here, Dylan Sika, um, who had been with the organization for a number of years with our, you know, with our scouting department and, and uh, as our director of player personnel. 
Um, so, you know, uh, I'm, I'm here to support Dylan and, and our, our hockey staff and, and, you know, uh, it's primarily focused on, on the hockey side, but the one thing about junior hockey is, um, you know, we're, we're you kind of, like I said, you, you're kind of involved in, in a little bit of everything. And, um, we have a real, uh, a real tight group here and, uh, you know, we work real closely with our business department and it's kind of both sides certainly lean on each other. And, um, you know, and, and we certainly take that approach here that, um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking with the business guys all the time and, and they're talking with us. And, um, so yeah, it's primarily hockey focused, but, um, you know, right now we're all, we're all kind of, you know, uh, rolling up our sleeves and, and, you know, hopefully for a return here to, to play, it's kind of all hands on deck, uh, you know, with whatever you're asked to do. kind of. So. No, absolutely. And, and, uh, I guess I'd be interested. I just kind of thought about it. So you said, you know, you interact very much with a lot of the, the kind of the business operations as well as obviously the hockey operations. Um, how much is the ownership involved in, in that entire, you know, in kind of the day-to-day operations? Yeah, they're, um, well, they're, they're not here for the day-to-day right now. They both reside mm-hmm. in Michigan. So um, unfortunately they're, uh, um, they're not, they're not able to get over, but um, you know, we, uh, with, you know, our owners, David Lagwand and Darian Hatcher, obviously, um, you know, their, their primary background is a hockey background, obviously, uh, uh, longtime NHL careers. And, um, so, you know, their, their focus is, is a lot on the, on the hockey side, but, um, you know, they're, they've kind of gotten a crash course in the business too, over the last, uh, five years. And, um, you know, so again, we're, um, it's, it's a smaller organization and, uh, you know, but so like I say, everybody is connected to everyone. And, um, so, you know, they're, they're here to support us, you know, in whatever we do. So. And then to circle back to sort of your role with the team, when, when you made that transition sort of into the, uh, management role, I mean, how did that sort of come to fruition? How did that change? Yeah. Well, uh, it was, uh, I can't even, I can't even recall the exact year, uh, off the top of my head, but we, um, um, basically ownership made a, a decision, uh, and we moved on from a, a general manager at the time and, and our head coach, uh, Dave McQueen, um, who, who's a lifelong hockey guy. He was with the Erie Otters before he came to Sarnia. And then he's been coaching for a number of years in Europe since, um, so Dave, Dave took on the role as head coach and GM and, and Dave's a great hockey guy. And, and, and obviously he, um, you know, had a good grasp on, on building the hockey team and what he wanted to do, uh, on the hockey side. Um, but the one thing that he did need a lot of help with was there was a lot of, um, a lot that came with the job that, that people don't necessarily think about or see when, when they think about hockey management, you know, there's a lot of correspondence with the league. Um, you know, player contracts, uh, um, you know, uh, running, running training camp, running mini camp, a lot of those things that I, you know, I was fortunate enough that I had a good relationship with Dave and, and he kind of, um, you know, pulled me over to that side a little bit. And, uh, and I was there to basically help him out with, um, you know, with, with anything that, that he needed on the hockey side. And it just kind of evolved from there. And, um, you know, and, and I, I've been, you know, doing, basically for the most part, the same role, uh, ever since, but, um, you know, as the game, the game evolves, uh, sort of jobs and, and, 
and you know it's everything becomes a little bit more involved with um you know it, it, players and parents um they're well educated now well versed on um you know on on you know uh, their agreements and and coming into the league and um so in in a way it's created uh, a bit more a bit more work on that side but it, it's it's great for uh, you know for the league as a whole kind of how the the organizations have grown and and you see throughout the OHL hockey departments themselves have, have grown uh, quite a bit from from when I started uh, you know on that side um you know so there, there's certainly a lot more opportunity now for people as well and when you know you discuss that growth um I would have to assume that like that coincides directly with just the growth of media exposure in general with you know, with social media and all those channels there. I mean, you guys are obviously on Twitter, Instagram, those platforms. And so, I mean, how much growth have you seen from that perspective over, over the years? Oh, it's huge. I mean, even think back to, um, you know, uh, there was a time when, when the players didn't have social media accounts, right. And, and now, and now they do. And, and, and the great thing is, I mean, there's, um, you know, there's so many opportunities or avenues for them to, to be educated on, on what the Ontario Hockey League is. And, um, and, and, you know, I, I just find that through it, kind of the players are, you know, they're, like I say, they're, it's, it's a more um, educated group, a more goal-driven group. I mean, they, they kind of, um, you know, they understand uh, all the options that are out there for them. Um, and, and it's really brought everything together. So it, yeah, it's certainly, um, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it's created uh, some huge growth, you know, throughout the, throughout the business. And, and you mentioned, uh, player options. So I guess that kind of leads a little bit into player recruitment, which I want to talk about. So, you know, I guess, starting off with just the import draft, because I find the import draft as kind of the, the thing that um, I guess most people don't know about and, and how it really operates. Um, so I guess I, let's target like Pavel Zaka, just as an example. Yeah. He, he came over. What yeah. was that process like in order to bring him over? Were there pre-agreements put in place? Obviously, I don't, wanna, don't want you to share too many details, but yeah, no, as much as you could, that'd be awesome. No, there wasn't any pre-agreement, and and um, and our GM at the time, uh, Nick Sinclair, um, credit to him. Basically, and and I mean, and that's the thing with with the import draft is, um, unlike the Ontario draft, where you draft a kid from you know from Ontario or or any of the eligible states, um, they know they're eligible for the Ontario draft. Where imports, they're basically eligible to go from one side of the country to the next. Right. So there are a lot of variables and um, you know, so there's a lot of um, you really have to work in, in, in educating the player about your program, uh, about your city, uh, about the opportunity that, that there is there for them. Um, so when, you know, when, when we drafted uh, Pavel, um, you know, it, it was a surprise to him that, that we took him, and, um, you know, throughout the summer, um, you know, Nick and, and our staff, you know, we just, we did a, we did a pretty a good job of, of letting him know that this was the place to be, um, you know, and, and some of the young talent that, that he'd be surrounded with the opportunity he was going to get. Um, and, and you look it, it worked out for him. I mean, he ended up being the sixth overall pick. 
uh, in the NHL draft uh, to New Jersey, um, you know, and, and, and got off to a bit of a slow start, but he's having a nice year this year, which is great to see. But uh, yeah, no, the, the import draft is, um, it, it's certainly, it's interesting and, and it's different from, uh, like I say, our, our, our minor midget draft or our, our U18 draft. Uh, where you're, you're really, um, and, and there's, there's, there's different barriers too, right? Sometimes you'll draft a, a player that their grasp on, on the language is very limited. Uh, so you're, you know, you're dealing with that, you're dealing with their agents and, and again, you're just, uh, you're really, you're really selling the player on the opportunity and, and your city and, and trying to make them as comfortable as possible to, to want to come. So uh, again, Nick, Nick took a calculated risk on that and, and it certainly paid off. And, and Pavel was a very good player for us uh, for a couple of years. So. And, and how do you get kind of boots on the ground? Or I guess, do, do you typically, you know, I, how, what's your coverage as far as scouting goes internationally? Well, the nice, thing now, nice thing now is with a lot of, you know, with a lot of the video programs and, and um, you know, we work with a, a couple different, um, you know, we purchase a video software and, we got a couple of players right now um, uh, that are, that are skating in Austria right now, just uh, you know, to, to fill the gap with no hockey and we can watch their video. Um, we, you know, some of these programs, it's unbelievable the access you get to watching their games. Um, you know, there there's GMs uh, will go to uh, you know, the, the various under 18 tournaments, the under 17 tournaments, um, so there will be some firsthand viewing, building relationships, obviously in this business is, is huge. So, um, you know, every team has a pretty good network of, of NHL scouts, um, you know, that, that we work closely with. So, so we'll get, we'll get some Intel from some of those guys and, and, and get their opinion on, on players, um, you know, and, 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 and then, you know, basically, so it goes from there and, and there's, you know, you look at, you do your homework, there's lists out there. You look at the various scouting uh, services that, that produce the lists and, and, you know, you basically you can um, take names from there, but then you got to do your own homework. Like I say, whether it's through live viewings um, or just through video or through your, your, your network with NHL teams as well. So um, at the end of the day uh, it, it's, it's fairly known, I think, you know, throughout hockey, who the top players are pretty much from, you know, the time they're 15, 16 years old. Um, you know, there's a real grasp now. And again, we talk about social media. That's the thing you're reading now about 15 and 16 year olds from all over the world. Um, it's just a matter of, of finding, doing your homework and finding out the kids that want to come to the CHL. You know, there, there's maybe kids that have a better opportunity to play pro at home. So there's a lot of, it's just a lot of work that goes into it and a lot of digging and a lot of homework that that's involved with it. Koti, go for it. Yeah. I mean, so I was just going to ask based on that, when, when you are drafting an international guy, I mean, how much uh, certainty do you have of them coming over? Oh, we, I, I, we, I've had former GMs that, basically said when we see them get off the airplane and, and we pick them up uh, at the airport, that's, uh, that's when we'll know for sure. But, um, you know, and again, that, and that was pre um, you know, where, where it was different, it was more difficult to talk to them. But now, like I say, with, you know, they through different channels, we, you know, we're talking and texting with these guys uh, quite a bit. So, um, 
you know, there's times where, um, you know, you know, through the agent uh, ahead of time that, yes, this player definitely wants to come over. Um, and, and then you, you know, basically you draft them and, and you, you know, you get the IHF transfer done and, um, and you get that filed with the league. And then there's players where, um, you know, they're waiting to see who drafts them and, and, you know, where they go and, and, uh, but, you know, at some point in time, um, you know, you either you, you come to an agreement with them or, or you don't and, and you move on. So. And now what about the, uh, the Ontario league draft and, and how often are you going to go ahead and look inside the States too? Like I'd imagine there's more risk in that the player potentially won't be coming when you're drafting inside the States. And, and again, and when I keep talking about kind of, I guess uh, the players are more, are more educated. Um, that certainly pertains to the U S player as well. When I say more educated, more educated as to what the Ontario league is and, and what the opportunity uh, that's available is. I mean, um, years ago, you know, you would be drafting kids and, and, you know, they, without social media, without all the games being on TV and broadcast on the internet, they obviously, they knew of the OHL and they knew of the great players that played here. Um, you know, but they maybe weren't as familiar with it where now, um, you know, the, the players know that, you know, they, they have options and, and that's a great thing. I mean, it, it's great for players to have options and, and, um, you know, and they have great options, whether they choose the major junior hockey or, or they do choose to go, um, you know, the NCAA route, obviously the, the program, uh, in out of Plymouth, the, the U S program that, that they've put together is, is phenomenal. Um, so again, just the, so a lot of the players, so when you go into the draft, um, you know, a lot of times, again, it's, it's, it's talking to their agents, it's interviewing the players and, you know, and and sometimes you have to, you get a feel for the player and and for the family, you know, as to what route they're taking. And sometimes, sometimes, um, you know, it's so hard for them to have to make a life changing decision like that at that age. So sometimes you like the player so much that, you know, maybe, maybe in a certain point of the draft, you take them and you know that you, you know, you're, maybe not going to see him for two years, but you know, that if, if it pays off down the road where, um, you know, he sees that, look, you know, my circumstances have changed and, and the, the OHL is the best route for me. Um, you know, the, then it was worth, you know, taking a risk on that player where you took them. So, um, you know, there, there's certainly, um, you know, uh, some risk associated with, with, with any of it, but, Again, that's where, um, you know, as an associate, you know, an organization, you got to do your homework and, um, and you got to do your due diligence with the player. And, and all you can do is, is do your best to educate them on, on what you have to offer and, and, you know, building up your program to the point where it is, it is attractive for them that they want to come there, um, you know, and, and give it a shot with your team. And so, and you spoke a little bit about, you know, um, having that, the high level of success with your players and obviously having two first overall picks, you know, since you've been with the team and numerous other first rounders who have done great in the NHL, how big of a, um, of an aspect is that for you when it comes to recruiting these players to come having such great, you know, success. Yeah. It, it, um, you know, players, obviously, you know, the obvious one is Steven Stamkos and, and, and what he's done, but, you know, even, 
Um, yeah, unfortunately, their their NHL careers, um, you know, haven't gone to plan with with Neil Yakupov and, and Alex Galchenyuk. But those two guys were great ambassadors for our team. As far as you know, when when you're talking now with with the import draft, um, it, it, you know, the Sarnia Sting were were a brand, right? I mean, the players in Russia knew who the Sarnia Sting were, you know, because of those guys. And um, you know, and 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 again, back to you know a guy like. Uh, Stamkos and um, you know and, and and even more so now with a younger group that we have going through with guys like uh, Pavel Zaka we talked about having a good year um, you know Jacob Chikrin has established himself in, in Arizona Jordan Kairu's breaking out this year and um, you know in St. Louis and and, uh, you know, Travis Konechny was just here for a short while, but he loved his time here. And, and, and obviously, um, he's a great ambassador for us. So um, it's it certainly, uh, it, it's, it, it's a great value to our organization to have those guys, both, both with the recognition, again, they give to our brand, um, but also, um, you know, they, they continue. So when we talk about recruiting, um, you know, uh, Steven Stamkos has, has called players for us. Jacob Chikrin has, Jacob, we had a, we did a zoom call with our, um, with our, our most recent draft picks this year, because unfortunately we weren't able to have an in-person mini camp. And, um, we arranged as a surprise for them, Jacob Chikrin came on, um, and, and talked to the guys. And it was really cool. It was right before, um, the NHL was going into their bubble for the last playoff season. So here he is preparing to go into the bubble and was kind of sharing some of that experience with the players and it's invaluable, right? They, they see a guy like a guy like Jacob Chikrin and, and they think, wow, you know, like four years ago, uh, he was sitting here where I'm sitting right now. Um, you know, and, and, and so, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's huge to us to have, you know, guys like that. And, um, and not just to talk about the hockey development, but they talk about, you know, uh, what a, what a great hockey city this is and, and, and just a fun place to play their junior hockey. And, um, I mean, you hear guys in the NHL all the time, they'll reflect back and, and say their, their two to three, four years in junior were the best times of their life. Right. So, um, it, it's certainly, it's huge for us to, to have those relationships with, you know, prominent guys like that. And I'd love to hear, so how involved would you be in, um, you know, helping some of your players um, get on either the U20 or U18 World Junior Championship rosters? I mean, I know that I know they have their training camps and whatnot, but how much would, you know, your staff, your coaching staff be interacting with the scouts for those programs? Well, quite a bit. I mean, um, and that, that would be more even, um, you know, with our general manager, uh, again, before uh, Nick Sinclair had an, a great relationship with hockey Canada. And, and he actually um, was key with the under 17 program for a couple of years. Um, you know, Dylan, Dylan, now Dylan Sika has a great relationship with, with the hockey Canada guys at the end of the day. Um, and same with the U S team and, and, and the, you know, any of our import players, their national teams, as that event has grown um, you know, every, every country puts so much time and effort into it. And I mean, they're essentially hiring NHL level uh, executives are now running world junior teams. Right. So, um, so at the end of the day, they don't leave any stone unturned, but uh, certainly 
and to have a good relationship with those guys and to be known as an organization where uh, we send players to the, to the world juniors and, and for whatever reason, if it was a really good fit, they, you know, they may look at it. Well, you know, you look at a team, obviously like a London um, where, you know, their players come in and, and they excel in, in those types of events as well. Um, so you do kind of get, um, where, you know, what team you play for could help at the end of the day, though, ultimately, um, you know, it, it's whatever the, the world junior team needs at that year, they're going to pick and, and the U18 teams and, and so on. But, um, you know, it's certainly, again, they do their homework and, and to have, uh, you know, staff and, you know, that, that has a good working relationship with those guys. Cause at the end of the day, that's a huge, it, it, it's a huge thing for our players to be able to play um, you know, in those events as well. And then our staff, like I said, with Nick Sinclair, um, you know, working, working with the, the under 17 team and, and any of the coaches from our league that go to work in those programs, it, it's huge for recruiting and, and just building your overall program. And also, um, you know, taking a bit from what those guys do at, at, at you know, with, with hockey Canada, uh, and bringing that back to, to a Sarnia sting, right. That's invaluable as well. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, that those experiences over in those tournaments, whether that be, you know, U17 to U20, I mean, that must make, it must help in their development process in general, you know, when they come back to, to Sarnia as well. And, and because I know I, I, I know I keep hearing, uh, I've heard multiple times that, you know, for an, for an NHL club to go ahead and loan maybe a first year player to that. That program, yes, you run the risk of them getting injured, which you know we we saw recently with, with Doc. But you also have that you know invaluable experience that they can once again bring back to their club. So I, I'd I'd like to think that you know that also happens with Sarnia and and going back to their major junior programs. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And you know it's um, you know it it's in and I seen it in in other sports. And you talk even in, in the U.S. with, you know, the football programs and stuff, and they talk about, um, you know, the better players in your program, you should be able to attract uh, top end players, too, because not only are you playing against the best in the world, but you're practicing against the best in the world, too. Right. And so, you know, you have these guys that um, go to a tournament like that in an environment like that for three weeks. Same with guys that go to NHL camps. Right. So at the beginning of the year. Um, we love seeing obviously as many of our players as possible that go to NHL camps, um, you know, because for the most part, they come back and, and they're pushing the pace in practice and, 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 you know, basically they've, they've just gone to school for two or three weeks on how to be a pro. Right. And you hope they're bringing that back to, uh, to your group and, and, you know, and, and, and your younger guys are absorbing that like a sponge. Right. So there's certainly a, a bit of a domino effect with that. If, you know, the, the more you can, you can develop your own players to be in positions to get drafted, to go to junior camps. It, it, it's kind of, you know, like, a, it's just, a, it's a big, it's, it's very circular where it just comes back to help everything in, in the organization. So. All right. Well, uh, well, Mark, I think we're, we're coming up on our time here, but this has been an awesome conversation. Um, so look, I, I really do appreciate all the time.